episode 234 of the Global From Asia interview series. Thank you for being here. Welcome to the Global From Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now your host, Michael Michelini. Thank you, everybody, for choosing to download and play this podcast. We are here at 234 shows, and it's always a popular topic about outsourcing and managing online teams. I've I've been managing teams. Actually, it's a lot of this these shows have been done uh, a lot by our amazing online team. I think that's a skill that is extremely important in today's world, especially. I moved from China to Thailand and operations hasn't really changed at all. We have an amazing team helping build the business and keep this show on track. Thank you to all of you. There's quite a few. We're almost up to 10 people here online. So um I try my best to keep on keep it all under control. It's been uh it's been a lot of moving around life uh for sure. So I think you many of our Listeners are traveling entrepreneurs and understand, uh, you know, sometimes this, you get ahead, you get a little bit all lost with all this travel. I'm, I'm uh, trying to keep up with the emails. I'm trying to keep up with the business and the operations and everything. So today's show is a great one. It's about more online team management. Nathan Hirsch, he's the CEO and co-founder of FreeUp. It's an online platform for more vetted and quality online team workers and he gives a lot of valuable information and I got a couple great tidbits from this about you know when should you find a right when should you start hiring online what kind of tasks are right for you to outsource or you know I don't even call it outsourcing it's just basically my team we work online that uh, doesn't mean it's outsourcing it's just your team so we get into that and uh, it's just been it's a pretty fascinating discussion and I'm just really excited to have uh have him on the show he's he's um very well respected in the community and i hope to get him more involved so without further ado let's take it in for nathan want to connect with other cross-border business experts then you can't miss cross-border matchmaker it's our second annual this october 26th friday in shenzhen china it will be a jam-packed day of round tables and one-on-one speed dating business dating it's about making deals making things happen everybody loves networking we're cutting out a lot of talk and doing all action all networking all business deals and finding hyper networking people related to your topics experts and business owners doing things like amazon blockchain import export trading and just business between china asia and overseas this is going to be an amazing one we got a great lineup check it out at crossbordermatchmaker.com slash china october 26th all right, thank you everybody for tuning in to our Global From Asia podcast. Today we have uh, always a, a popular topic for online business owners, managing online teams and remote workers. Uh, it's, uh, it's something that we've touched on on previous shows, and it's a pleasure to have Nathan Hirsch, CEO and founder of FreeUp, on the show. Thanks for being here, Nathan. Michael, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. So, yeah, I mean, we're in similar spaces, you know, on, you know, you're online and Amazon. And do you want to share a little bit about your story, how you got started with your online businesses? Yeah. So I started off as a broke college kid looking for extra side money. 
and I started buying and selling people's textbooks, competing with the school bookstore. And this was back in 2008, 2009. So Amazon was mostly a bookstore just getting into other things. And when I first came across Amazon, I became addicted, obsessed with it. There were no courses. There were no gurus. I thought it was so cool that I run this 24-7 store, but I had no idea what the potential was or, or what products to sell besides books. So I started experimenting and I tried outdoor equipment and DVDs and computers and video games and I just failed over and over and over. And it wasn't until I branched out of my comfort zone and came across these baby products that were on sale that my business really started to take off. So if you could imagine me as a 20-year-old single college guy selling baby products out of my college dorm room, I was drop shipping, I built relationships with different suppliers and manufacturers and scaled this business over time. But as I scaled this business, my days became crazy. I was working 15, 20 hours a day. I was trying to do every part of the business, orders, customer service, listings, getting new manufacturers, and it just became too much. And I quickly realized that hiring college kids was very unreliable and no 30-year-olds wanted to work for me. I, I was a young entrepreneur. So I really got thrown into the remote hiring world, the Upworks, the Fivers, where you post a job, you get 50 people to apply, you, you interview them one by one, and it just took forever. And I could get the talent at the end of the day because I had spent years building this hiring system, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but I wanted a faster way. And that's when I had the idea of building my own marketplace, FreeUp, where we get hundreds of applicants every week. We take the top 1% based on skill, attitude, and communication, make them available to people quickly with great customer service and protection on the back end. And that's what I've been working on for the past three years. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, it's exciting. I know. There's, uh, I like how you said, uh, you know, you're, you're this young guy and he's, yeah, like the, the current uh, employee market wasn't there and... It's it's true. Like I think with hiring online, people are always overwhelmed with the applicants, right? Like you just get inundated with applications and people almost, especially on these, uh, you know, remote workers. They're like desperate. They'll find you even on. They track. I've heard more and more stories of them tracking you down. On I actually have some people add me on Facebook now and and uh, LinkedIn, and they'll they'll find you. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Well, we get about 2,000 applicants a week to get on our platform, and we have people that will add my girlfriend and randomly add my friends like trying to get in, but um, the only way is to apply. I, I can't – I just don't have enough time to talk to all the people that apply, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, um, I think we're both you know, we're both similar. We learn by you know, by grinding and making mistakes and, uh, and trial by fire, which is, which is really awesome. Um, so what was like some of the first things that – you either did outsource or what you do recommend outsourcing? Is there like certain departments or tasks you think are the most uh, urgent to or first or is there a specific order? Yeah, there is a specific order and I even use the same order today. I focus on things that take up a lot of time but are easier and don't get necessarily that ROI. And even this week, I'm actually training three new VAs because we're expanding and I'm just focused on, hey, what's taking up the most of my time? Is it posting in Skype groups? Is it doing this data entry work? Is it customer service emails that are really easy? And also now that we have a bigger team, what's taking up my, my main team leader's time? Because I want them to be freed up to handle the highest value activities at all times. So what I like to do is come up with a list of everything that I do on a week-to-week, day-to-day, month-to-month basis. Um, and same thing for any higher level people on your team. 
on your team and really start chipping away at the top. Really figure out how do you get that time back? How do you get two extra hours in your day, 10 extra hours in your week? And if, if you use that as a starting point, all of a sudden you can take those extra hours and invest into expanding your business. And that'll lead to more revenue and that'll open up the opportunity for more hires in the future. It makes sense, definitely. I like how you even think about your current team and uh, and helping helping them find it's like a double layer. I, I mean, it's like a whole new level. How do you? How do you even? I guess you know what they're working on and try to predict what about less lower value tasks that they're doing that could be pushed down even further. Yeah, I mean, you really have to look at how much you're paying people. If you're paying someone fifty bucks an hour, or twenty bucks an hour, or ten bucks an hour, or five bucks an hour, you need to figure out, hey, how much of their time are they? doing that level of work. If your $20 an hour person is spending 10 hours a week doing $5 an hour tasks, well, you as a manager, you as an owner have to do a better job of getting them an assistant, someone who can handle those tasks for them so that you're paying whatever their value is worth. And I think that's part of um, just becoming a good manager over time, making sure these people that you've put a lot of time and money and energy into getting to a certain level or maybe people who have that experience already that you've brought to the table, making sure that their time is best focused on those high-level activities. That's great, yeah. And um, I think maybe we're a little bit advanced, but I'm wondering what you think should people – like in a way, you know, you you and I think we I also was doing a lot myself many years – do you think that it's almost necessary in a way? Do you, people have to, how much do people need to know something like you said, like listings or can they really just take a SOP or a task and just not know anything and just tell somebody online to do it or would they should have some understanding? I always actually, that's, a, that's even something I'm curious about. I mean, it's sometimes uncomfortable to outsource things or delegate things. Uh, I'll speak for myself. Maybe that's a bad I know maybe you got to let go a little bit, but it's sometimes hard if you don't even know what needs to be done. Is that is that? Yeah. So in my mind, there, there's two ways to go about hiring. There's hiring to take things off your plate like we just talked about. And for those, I only do that if I've done the task before and I know how to do it. And I even implement a three-month rule where I don't do anything longer than three months without taking it off my plate and letting someone else do it. And three months is usually a good time because the first month you're kind of figuring it out and tweaking it. The second month, you're maybe hiring someone and putting them through. And by the end of month three, they're, they're good to go. Uh, and this, the other way of doing it, if you don't know how to do something, is to turn weaknesses into strengths. One thing I do with my business partner every quarter is we sit down and we go, hey, you're not good at this. And we're very brutal and direct and <laughs> we have that kind of relationship. But at the end of it, we, we normally have this list of all these things that neither of us are good at yet we're doing them every single week. And then what we do is we try to hire specialists or experts to come in and turn those weaknesses into strengths because let's say Facebook ads, for example, yes, I could spend the next six months learning how to be a Facebook ad expert and I'm pretty confident in my ability to do that, but that's not a good use of my time. I don't have that time to do that. So I would much rather hire an expert to come in and hit the ground running right from the beginning. Makes sense, makes sense. I guess... I'm sure listeners are thinking too, but the, the scary part is how do you measure their measure their performance over time? If you know, I guess of course, I guess you can have Facebook ads. I guess I could look at how much I'm spending and ROI. Um, I guess there's got to be KPIs for everything. And 
Yeah, it all comes down to setting the expectations up front. Spend the extra time after the hire to come up with the scope, the goals, the milestones, what what constitutes a good project versus a bad one. And the more that you can get black and white in writing up front, the less hassle you'll have down the line and the quicker you'll be able to move on if you're not getting the results you want. If you lay everything out and there is always going to be that trial and error that's involved in hiring, what works for one client doesn't necessarily work for another. But if you lay that out, hey, at the end of one month, we should be here, and you're not at that point yet, then you just move on. You get someone else. I mean, no one has a 100% hiring record, and sometimes you do have to go through two or three experts to figure out who the best fit for you is. I mean, I'm doing the same thing on a, a few parts of my business where we have someone who's doing an okay job, but we're at the point where we want better and we move on. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that person. And he's doing a great job for other clients on the free up platform. It's just, it's not the right fit for our business model. Or we've gotten to a point where, hey, we need someone with that extra level of expertise or someone more specific to my business. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's just, it's always hard to not get uh, personalities or emotions into it. But I think business is business and try to keep it like you said set expectations i think doing the work up front right i think a lot of people get lazy i'm i'm uh, i'm probably sure you're agreeing i think it's it's of course outsourcing is great or, or delegating or hiring but there's still upfront work where you got to have a scope and expectations right because i think the pride of maybe um leading you on but i mean would you agree or what do you think is that, is that like a biggest mistake people make is just try to hire without any goal or any scope yeah, I mean, setting expectations is where it always goes wrong. I mean, even from the freelancer side, and keep in mind, I own a marketplace for freelancers, and 99% of the time, they do a great job, and these are real people. 1% of the time, there's going to be issues here and there, and almost all of those issues come down to both the client and the freelancer didn't spend enough time after the hire to get on the same page, and that that's really what it is, and even with my team and my hiring, Whenever I see something that's going in in the wrong direction or isn't going what I, what, in the way that I want it to, my first step is, okay, before we do anything else, let's take a step back. Let's get on the same page. Let's get it all in writing. And only if we get on the same page do we go do we move forward. And if during that meeting we can't get on the same page, we part ways. And if we can, we give it another shot. But, I mean, that's where everything is lost or won right at the beginning after the hire, spending that extra time to get 100% on the same page. Nice. Yeah. And so how, how do you, you say it's, it takes about, what do you think, three months to get somebody up to, how much do you got to invest, I think, in time? And, and uh, I guess it does depend on the complexity and the level of the job. And is it a three month or six months? I mean, I almost feel like it's longer sometimes, but am I excited? Well, the, the three month is a max and that's more for new projects or new new tasks. So right now I'm creating this client follow-up system and I don't I have basic ideas of how I want it to go, but there's gonna be some trial and error and figuring it out along the way and, and that's why I say it takes about three months to by the time of when I come up with the idea that I want to implement to when someone else is doing it without me. Now if it's most of the time it's a lot faster. I mean I have lead generation and I have social media posts and we have writing for our blog to get someone onboarded for that is pretty quick. I mean, it's a, less than a week. Sometimes it could even be a day or less. So obviously the goal is to make it as easy as possible and with the least amount of time to transition someone in because if it takes you six months to get someone up to speed on something – that means every time someone quits on you, it's going to be six months before you're in the exact same position again. Mm -hmm. And 
businesses can't sustain that long term. So your goal should be to try to reduce the onboarding time as much as possible with the best SOPs and the best systems and processes. What I was talking about for the three-month rule was almost experimenting and implementing new things, things that I haven't done before, things that I don't have an SOP with. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Um, So, of course, we have your marketplace. We can talk about there's – what kind of tools do you use? I mean, I guess there's at least ones we talk about is Asana – Google Sites, Slack, Google Docs. I mean, what, what kind yeah, of... So, so I like to really practice what I preach. And one of the things I preach is obviously hiring remote freelancers. And, and FreeUp is completely run by remote freelancers. All the day-to-day operations are outsourced to the Philippines. All the high-level, um, whether it's graphic design, Facebook ad, our blog, are all freelancers that we hire that are available to our clients. Same thing with the people in the Philippines, all available to our clients as well. Um, we only hire people from our platform. But the flip side of it is one of the things I teach is you don't need to get that complex. You can keep it simple. I mean, FreeUp did over $5 million in revenue last year, and we're hoping to double that this year. And we are very basic. We use Skype. We use Trello. We use Jira for developers. And we use Google Docs. And we use our own software that we built. And outside of that, I mean, you don't need to get crazy complex. And we have a lot of clients that do. And they use Slack. And they use Asana. And they have all these different tools. And that's great. But in my mind, you can run a fairly large business with remote freelancers without having an office and keep it as simple as possible and keep everyone on the same page. And I encourage you to try it out. And if that's not working for you, you can always move on to more advanced features. True, true. It's step by step. I think sometimes people, like like you're saying, get overwhelmed with tools because then, like you said, with the Facebook ads, you can spend too much time learning all these systems without actually – Focusing on your business and, and getting revenue, which is a common common mistake, right? People get caught up in the details. Exactly. And you want to be as lean as possible, especially right at the beginning. And part of being lean is not overcomplicating things and making things as efficient as possible. And for me, I mean, Skype, it, it's free. I get to connect with people. I can do phone calls. I can do group chats. It's got everything I need right there. Maybe I get to the point where we're too big and Skype no longer handles my needs. But as a business owner, I'm going to try to push that as far as I can. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I think it's true. I mean, some people, we it's almost like guess somebody frozen. They think they got they don't have time to learn all these tools and they don't know how to, you know. Um, so what which goes into keeping it lean? Like we mentioned tasks earlier. The I guess it's a general VA in the Philippines is probably a first hire or, or what, I guess I know it depends on the business, but maybe general like online e-commerce type business like Internet. Yeah, there, there's no perfect hiring formula. It's different for every business. There, There's three levels of hires. There's the basic level, which are non-US, five to 10 bucks an hour. These people are followers. They're there to follow your system, your process. The way that one client does it is not the same as another. And if you don't have those systems in place, you're going to struggle to hire those basic level freelancers. Then you've got the mid-level people, the specialists, the graphic designers, the bookkeepers, the writers. They're there to um, do one project at a high level. They do the same thing eight to ten hours every day. You're not teaching them how to be a graphic designer, but they're not consulting with you either. And then you got the experts, the 25 and up, that can come in, that can consult, that can project manage, that can help create systems and processes, that can execute high-level game plans. So when you're hiring, you need to decide, hey, am I looking for a follower, a doer, or an expert? You might be at the point of your business where 
let's say you don't need you can't afford that ongoing VA and maybe you can't afford that expert either but you have a list of projects that you want to take just get done off your plate so you just need to hire specialists project base to get stuff done right. maybe you're newer and you're you're trying to source products for the first time or optimize your first listings and it makes sense for you to have a consultant up front to avoid you going in the wrong direction or vice versa you have all this stuff that's taking up all your time and you need to hire someone to follow your systems and processes got it yeah this has been good um I kind of talked a little bit about pitfalls, but I'm sure you you probably see a lot. Of, what are some common client client pitfalls that you see within your market or just in general? Yeah, I mean, we talked about not setting expectations. Um, we talked about not. So one of the common things that I'll see is people get the option of selecting like flexible schedule or or working for certain hours. And I think people don't understand that flexible schedule really means flexible schedule. It means you don't care when they work or when they do it as long as they hit the due date. And some people, some clients struggle with that because of of time zones. I mean, if I if I hire a graphic designer on a flexible schedule. To me, I'm, I'm barely communicating with them. I might set up some meeting points. As long as they hit the due date at the end of the day, that's all I care about. Another common part off of that is not getting specific with due dates. I had a client who uh, a freelancer said, hey, this will take 30 hours. And the client said, okay. And the freelancer thought that 30 hours meant over three weeks. And the client thought that meant over a week. And neither of them got on the same page right from the beginning. And these things are rare, but they happen. I always recommend getting not only a due date, but a due time as well. We live in an area where an age where you're working with people in different time zones. A project's not due next Tuesday. A project's due next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Mm -hmm. So there's no there's no black and white or there, it's all black and white. If it gets to 201 and the project's not done, all right, we have an issue. And, and just keeping it as black and white as you possibly can. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean basically what are some tips for time zones? I know – we schedule this call with, you know, calendar system, but of course this is for same time. I I guess just, yeah, basically telling them the exact day and time zone for the due date. Should you have, I guess, even milestones or check-ins? I guess it depends on the complexity of the project, but what are, do you have any tips? I mean, you know, I, I struggle with this also. I mean, with, you know, you mentioned VAs in the Philippines and you got, you know, maybe some experts in the Western world and uh, it's, it, this world is awesome with the connectedness, but sometimes with the the challenges of the time zones is a is a struggle. Is there any tips, or or you just work twenty four hours a day? <laughs> <laughs> My tip is to focus on your needs at the business hours that you work, and to hire people that work at those hours or can accommodate those hours in some way. So you might have people that maybe you just overlap and you just meet with them, like you and I are doing this podcast at eight a.m. My time. I don't know what time uh, it is for 7, you. Seven seven p.m. Yeah. So just finding that overlap. But if you don't know what you care about in the time that you work, you're going to really struggle. If you work every day from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern time, don't hire people that only work from 4 p.m. to midnight. You you have to know what you want and be be willing to turn people down that don't exactly fit your time zone. And I work with people in all different time zones. I even use it to my advantage because when you're running an online business, it's running 24-7. So I have people that work while I'm sleeping, but I set it up in a way where it's all structured around the times that I want to work because I'm the business owner. Yeah, it makes sense. And then back to expectations, letting letting your team know what time times you're available and times you, you would expect to get updates from them. And uh, most of the time, 
in my experience, they 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 respect your time and. Uh, but again, it's probably even back to expectations, and uh, and yeah, you're the one paying, right? You're the you're the buyer. You're the uh, you're the pay person paying the bills for them, so they should uh, they should accommodate if they're serious, at least. Um, this has been a great uh, great talk. I mean, um, let's talk a little bit about free up. So it's three. How many, You said three years now. How's how is how is it going? Yeah, I mean, whenever you start a business, you never know what the client reaction, or in this case, even the freelancer reaction is going to be like. But we really wanted to create a platform where everyone benefits, everyone wins, everyone's treated fairly, and where we can continue to improve. We love new ideas. We love feedback. And because of that, people have been open telling us how we can get better and better. And Connor, my business partner, and I, we spend every day trying to make the platform as good as possible for everyone. And the platform has been growing. Um, people seem to like it. We've been able to help thousands of sellers from all over the world. Um, we've got, we paid out over $3 million to freelancers last year. We'll probably double that this year. And yeah, it, it's going well. We're on the right track. I even have my calendar right at the top of freeup.com. If ever, if anyone wants to schedule a free meeting with me and, and people say I'm crazy, just leaving <laughs> my calendar up there. Um, but I'm curious to see how far we can push it because I want to be available to clients. And I have people that cover my Skypes and emails 24-7. So if I'm not available, you always get fast customer service anyway. But I'm an easy person to contact. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, you, I think it's right in focusing on the client, focusing on on the user listening and being available uh of course you're doing great with uh, managing all these managing this uh, marketplace so yeah as long as as long as you get uh your clients and and the communication back to expectations and and that's it is pretty crazy with the scheduling calls uh but sometimes it's almost the opposite right like you know on e-commerce websites you put the phone number on the top of the website nobody calls but it's just sometimes uh feel like it's real or there's somebody there i think that's probably a tip for e-commerce sellers um yeah we have a lot of you know e-commerce sellers i think uh with amazon and uh customer service this is probably something you guys i mean you have experienced yourself in so i'm sure there's quite a bit of coverage there Definitely. I mean, we do everything from customer service to listings to we have sourcing agents in China. We have some of the best PPC experts. Um, you'll find everything from external traffic like Facebook ads or Instagram. I mean, we do all that stuff. Um, and we have freelancers from five to seventy five dollars an hour, 40 percent U.S., 40 percent Philippines, 20 percent scattered. If you go to freeup.com with three E's slash pricing, you can see an awesome infographic of, of everything we offer and ballpark pricing. Um, keeping in mind the freelancers set their own rates. Got it, got it. And so, how did how did you guys start it? I mean, you said Connor and you. I mean, I guess you saw this demand from the marketplace and. Uh... Yeah, I mean, we had our own Rolodex of freelancers that we had built throughout the years of people that we trusted and talking to other sellers, they had the same issue that we had. It just took forever to get access to talent. So we started this off as very Amazon specific. Hey, we have this Rolodex of freelancers. If, if you need anything, let us know and we'll introduce you pretty quick. And it really evolved from there. And people in the Amazon community started telling other e-commerce communities. So we're getting Shopify and eBay and Walmart sellers. And all of a sudden, they start telling marketing agencies and real estate agents. And we've really expanded even outside e-commerce um, a lot as well. But it all started based on that concept of how do we get people access to fast talent that we've already vetted um, that we know they can rely on. And, and again, these are real people. The issues are always going to happen, even though we do everything possible to reduce the issues but 
our clients know that if anything does happen, we're going to jump right in. We're going to make it right quickly and, and they're going to be able to move on with their business and move forward without having it drag on. So that's really the whole concept was the, the speed, the pre-vetting, the customer service and the protection. And, and I mean, who has two weeks to find a graphic designer or a product lister they want when you need it today? That's what FreeUp is all about. Very cool. Very cool. Um, and yeah, I'm just checking over. We, we, you know, I think you, you know, you really hit, hit a lot of points really, you know, here are very clear with these points. Um, so you'd say the speed, right? So somebody could get in with, uh, let's talk about like e-commerce, like first steps, I think is listing optimization, you think, or something like maybe what a listener today, try, like there's a lot of these people that are doing the whole thing themselves. You know, they, they get the product from China. They, they finally find a product that's getting some traction and they're still kind of doing everything themselves. You, uh, what would you think are some of the first tasks maybe for an FBA seller to, to kind of get off their plate? Yeah, I mean, it really just depends on where you're at. If you're just starting, why wouldn't you have an expert in your back pocket that you can just go to that can save you thousands of dollars worth of mistakes or, or lots of time? If you have new products coming out, hire someone who knows the listing, hire someone who can um, gr create product photos or graphic design to help make your listing as nice as possible. If you're stuck in the day-to-day -day operations, the customer service, the data entry, the going through wholesale products, the lead generation, all that stuff can get taken off your plate. So it really just depends on where you're at. Okay. Thanks so much, Nathan. Is there any last things you'd like to, to tell people? Yeah, so anyone that signs up and mentions this podcast gets a free $25 credit added to their account. Um, just go to freeup.com with three E's, create or click create, uh, become a client. Um, you can put in a request. We fill those within a business day. If you want to meet with me, my calendar is right at the top. And I really appreciate you having me on. I look forward to helping everyone out there. Thanks so much, Nathan. It's been a pleasure to have you. Thanks so much. Need unique content for your business? Who doesn't? At contentinvestments.com, there's a network of writers ready to write unique blog, product review, and other articles for your business. As the saying goes, content is king. Check it out today at www.contentinvestments.com, where you can subscribe for one-off articles or monthly subscriptions. Check it out today. Thank you so much, Nathan, for sharing. I hope you guys enjoyed that amazing interview. At least I think it was. Hopefully you agree. We are just pushing forward here at Global From Asia. Amazing things are happening. Also, we have a whole review site. So we made a review for Nathan's service, FreeUp, where we also are going to put other ways you can get links, our discounts, and other other opportunities with his service at globalfromasia.com slash reviews slash free up and if you want to just jump on over to his site you can use our link globalfromasia.com slash free up with three e's so definitely check it out of course there's a little bit of a bonus to global from asia but the price will be the same to you and uh, thanks in advance if you do take up that offer and as always I am listening to what you guys are saying. Uh, we have our newsletter. I try to keep up with the replies and the feedback. So many things have been happening. We're building out an experts database of business owners and and uh, experts in the cross-border business world. Experts.globalfromasia.com. 
I had a great call with Esteban for over an hour and a half this week about our cross-border summit in Colombia in March. It's just amazing things are happening here. I hope you guys can get more involved. If you're not already, we don't bite. We have an amazing team, like I said, online. We have Joko, our community manager. We have Honeybell helping with the sales and the marketing. We have amazing people, Alvin, editing this show right now. Don't cut this part out, Alvin. <laughs> but, you know, I think everybody here listening should definitely invest in building your team, whether it's online or offline. I've, I've started to decide team is more important than customers. Uh, customers, you know, of course, pay the bills, but if you don't have a good team to help implement it and execute it, it's, uh, it's not going to work. And I've again and again felt really great that our team is just helping keep this show on track, even as I have been changing my life in Thailand. I'm t- still kind of stressed out, but things are working out. I'll be in Iwu, China for our little trip there uh, later this week after the show goes online. Thanks, everybody, for your support. And uh, we want to get more people involved. We want to build out a global cross-border business community. And it's uh, almost 250 shows here. Also, Gladiator is next week. We got a really exciting update. Uh, I can't wait to uh, to share. Have a great one. Take care. Bye-bye. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.